Blackbird episode number one. My name is James, and today I am super excited to be back after a short break for the holidays. And I just want to talk to you a little bit about why I decided to rebrand, what this new brand is about, and ways that you can help support it. So I guess the first thing is uh, what happened to Urban Agorist, right? Um, Urban Agorist was an idea that I had in 2020, and I still think as I said back then, that we're all agorists now. The overreach of the government, the political class, um, has kind of made it indispensable to resist the state, resist the systems that control us, and to do everything in our power, which isn't political. Like, you and me, we don't have any sort of political power, really. Um, Voting doesn't do much. Activism... Um, activism for freedom doesn't really seem to do much. You know, activists, they, they like, activism really works for social issues, it seems. Um, you can persuade the political class and uh, the people who kind of pull the levers to bend to the will of activists who are looking for political solutions to their problems. But for those of us who really just want to be left alone by politicians and the state, it's a little bit tougher. Um, You're not going to get the state to, you're not going to get the state to um, reduce its own power. That's just not something that happens really ever. Um, You know, you might, you might have it reduce some temporary power that it took upon itself. You know, like right now we're dealing with this COVID crisis. Um, Before this, it was the financial crisis about a decade ago. And before that, it was the 9-11 and terrorism crises that uh, sort of dictated all of the policies and programs that the government created. And, you know, it's that ratchet effect that Bob Higgs writes about. The government takes upon itself all sorts of powers, all sorts of authority to surveil, to... Uh, bail out the winners that they pick to now close down the businesses and require people to stay in their homes uh, in the face of this pandemic. Um, And yeah, sure, they will eventually reopen businesses and they'll eventually, and eventually they got rid of the color codes for the terrorism threats. And, you know, eventually the economy rebounded, or at least the bubble reinflated. Um, but the government never really gives back the power that it takes. And even when it does sort of relinquish some of the control, it never relinquishes all of the control that it is taken. So yeah, I do think that agorism is still very important. I think that subverting the systems that seek to control our lives and our human interactions is very important. And, you know, as for the name Urban Agorist, um, am I still urban? Sure, yeah. I still live right in the middle of the city. Uh, And I still love living in the city. But I don't know how much longer that's going to last. You know, the unrest that we've seen in the cities uh, over the last year is a little bit scary. And, you know, I'm not too, too terribly concerned with it. Uh, I've always been 
a little more risk tolerant than a lot of the people that I interact with. Um, I don't plan on having a family to protect. Um, but I do understand that in our communities um, and, you know, in my growing audience, uh, that urge to get out of the city, if, you know, you haven't already done so, is there. And I don't want to limit myself to uh, to that title either. You know, maybe someday I will buy a farm. Maybe someday I will move to the suburbs. That's, that's highly unlikely. I hate the suburbs. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, there is that kind of call to nature that, that I, I, I often feel. So maybe I won't be urban for the rest of my life. Um, and certainly not for the rest of the duration of this podcast. But more importantly than that, I really wanted to not only focus on agorist theory or libertarian theory, um, these sort of, these great philosophies, you know, I mean, they're wonderful, um, but I don't want to shoehorn myself into this project um, and make it like just another libertarian podcast. And so for that reason, I started thinking about a month ago about what I really, really wanted to focus on, what I really, really wanted to communicate to people. And, you know, I, I, I've kind of been inspired by, um, in particular, the work of Vin Armani, um, the dim age thesis that he has sort of been talking about over the last year. I want to learn for myself and hopefully for you to join me in learning how to not only just lay low and survive, but to be prosperous in this age that we've entered where reason and debate and, you know, getting by on our intelligence and, you know, facts and logic, um, it's kind of come to an end. And I, I think that it came to an end, or at least it started coming to an end, you know, about a century ago, you know, the progressive era sort of put the brakes on the enlightenment. It was no longer philosophy that made the world go round. It was just power. Um, and I think, I think when science became sort of the ideology du jour, but at the same time, scientists kind of stopped thinking about, hey, why do we do what we do? what is the ethical implication of what we're building here, in particular in the development of the atomic bombs. That was sort of the beginning of the end for the age of reason. And we have only seen it steadily decline since then. And so here we are in the age of COVID, uh, where science has become synonymous with just following the rules. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but over the last year, um, the people who rely on politicians and media to solve their problems or to tell them what to think or how to think had this slogan, follow the science. And that quickly turned into follow the rules. Like just do a search on Twitter uh, for follow the science and follow the rules. And you'll see that they're the same people saying the same exact things. Somehow science which we all know really had nothing to do with science, just became yet another authoritarian tool. And it was just so bleedingly obvious 
Um, and that's, that's something that doesn't sit well with me. And culturally, I don't think that libertarian philosophy is sufficient, or at least libertarian philosophy as we have always known it, in sort of the Ayn Rand, Murray, Rothbard vein. I don't think that it's sufficient to tell us what comes next. And so I wanted to branch out, expand a little bit on that. And so I'm going to be interviewing, yeah, a lot of the same people, um, a lot of the same types of people who I've always interviewed, always, uh, you know, just being for the couple of months, the few episodes that I've published already. Um, but I want to expand beyond the libertarian sphere into um, more philosophical, community building, um, entrepreneurs who are maybe not strictly libertarian, but also um, able to help us, you and me, um, those of us who are interested in surviving and prospering in this new era of like the the post-reason age uh, without without being encumbered by that label of agorist. Um, I've already been turned down by at least two potential guests on this podcast because they didn't want to be on a quote political podcast. Um, and that that's not that's not really what I wanted to do. I, I didn't want to start a political podcast. Um, I think of agorism as sort of the anti-politics. So I want to make that clear to other people, to potential audience members, potential guests, um, and not scare people away, you know? So that's part of it. And what about the title Blackbird? So I, um, I, I am a big fan, first of all, of the Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, I'm a 90s kid. And um, when I came of age musically, Dave Matthews was just sort of, uh, he was just who spoke, to, spoke most to me. I even wrote my entrance, entrance uh, exam essay to college uh, about a Dave Matthews song. So I was a total fanboy growing up. And Dave Matthews has this song called Seek Up. And Seek Up is sort of a, a great song about like rising to the next level of consciousness. That message of building a society where we have kind of gone beyond where we are and started to move upward a tier. Um, so I wanted to call it the Seeking Up podcast or the Seek Up podcast or something like that. And uh, that didn't work. Um, there, <laughs> there just were no, there were no domains available uh, that at least that I could afford. Um, so the next best thing was uh, my favorite Beatles song. And this was completely fortuitous. I was with my partner's family and his mom brought up the song Blackbird. And uh, I re-listened to that song and I realized that that is really the message and the goal and the mission that I want to be on. Um, you know, the song, uh, and I'll link to it, I guess, in the show notes, because I'm not going to not gonna sing to you. But the, the words to that song are blackbird singing in the dead of night. So like the dead of night being akin to this, quote, dim age that we're entering. And this blackbird is singing still, even though you know, it's nighttime, even though he can't see 
or she. Actually, the, the, the lyrics um, are interpreted as uh, a black woman because bird in British English um, often means woman. Uh, that's not the that's not the that's not the interpretation I'm going with, which is you know that's fine. It's a song. We can interpret it however we want. Um, so the next line: Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. So this blackbird has been broken and has a handicap, just like you and me, as people who um, are kind of operating in opposition to the the state, and not only the state, but just sort of the what we would probably call the oppressive culture at large. Um, we're severely handicapped because we want to separate ourselves from that. Um, and that's tough. So in this show, we're going to be learning to fly in this dark age that we're entering in the dead of night. We're going to learn how to prosper together. We're going to learn how to thrive. And then the next line is um, Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn to see. So not only are we learning to act, to fly like that blackbird, and we're not only learning how to act and fly cheerfully, singing in the dead of night, um, but we're learning to see. We're learning to see beyond the darkness. Um, and you know, like we, like Vin and I talked about in in the interview that I did with him, um, it's often in the darkest times that we see the most clear. You know, he used that analogy of you know, when we're when we're dreaming, our eyes are closed and, it, and it's dark in the room. But in our dream, we can see the sun like we can dream about being on a sunny beach. And where does that light come from? You know, it's just from our brains. And likewise, it's in a dark place where um, like the psychedelic ceremonies that shamans um, are able to see when someone is struggling or having a having a bad trip, so to speak, and come over and help. Um, so it, it's often in the darkest times that we learn to see see the most clearly. And so that's kind of um, my goal here as well. So we're learning to act and we're learning to perceive. We're learning to see beyond what is right in front of our faces. So that's why I came up with the name Blackbird. And I think actually it, work, it works better than, than that Dave Matthews song. Um, so it's great. I'm glad that, I'm glad that I was uh, just coincidentally reminded of this song, which is, and it is my favorite Beatles song. So that's even better. So is much going to change with the podcast? No, I think that you're going to get a an experience that is pretty similar to what to what uh, you've experienced so far with Urban Agorist. And, you know, all the past episodes of Urban, Urban Agorist are going to remain on this feed, so you'll be able to listen to them. Um, but going forward, I'm going to have a little bit more diversity of guests. The first few guests, I've already recorded the interviews. Um, you're going to like them. Uh, Jose, who has been on the show before, is going to be with us. I'm going to be focusing a lot on crypto. I'm going to be focusing a lot on, you know, building businesses um, but I'm going to be focusing a ton also on personal development and, you know, optimizing our lives so that we can live self-sufficiently, uh, and not only 
complaining about the state and you know waxing philosophical about libertarianism and what we would like to see um so that's so that's that uh i i want to not be branded as another libertarian podcast i want to be branded as a podcast that happens to be hosted by a libertarian or an agorist um, and i think that'll help us as sort of a community spread our wings so so that's so that's the podcast. Uh, I am also switching hosts. You will probably notice if you hit the episode webpage button or just if you happen to stumble upon this uh, that I switched to Substack. Um, I think that Substack, now that they've got podcast hosting, is probably where I want to be. Uh, I've been looking for an outlet that I can ask for your support monetarily um, with the, you know, the goal of creating a side income for myself and maybe someday uh, completely replacing my income as an employed individual. Um, but also I know that I've been asked already, you know, how can I support you in your work? Um, so Substack's that, uh, as a, as a, you know, as a, as a listener to this podcast, you will continue to get every episode, which will come out twice a week, mostly, uh, interviews and that sort of thing. Um, just like always, and that's going to be hosted by Substack, and you'll be able to get them at blackbird.substack.com or at blackbirdpodcast.com. Uh, but in addition to that, if you do sign up as a paid subscriber, um, you'll get bonus episodes, which will just mainly be short things with just me talking to the microphone. Um, maybe I'll do live streams, that sort of thing. But also, I'm my goal is to start writing. Uh, I am... I have lots of ideas. I have lots of things that I'd like to get out. Uh, and I think that eventually I'd like to publish a book. So um, maybe I will start doing that on Substack so that uh, I can get feedback from my community um, on the stuff that's not ready for public consumption just yet. So if that's any incentive, I'd love to have you subscribe. And again, you can just go to blackbird.substack.com or blackbirdpodcast.com and enter your email address. Uh, again, it's free to sign up, but there is um, bonus content or premium content or whatever for paying subscribers. And I would love to have you. Um, um, when you sign up for the Substack, you can reply to any of the emails that you get. Um, and it'll come directly to my inbox, which is great. That's kind of why I went with Substack instead of Patreon, because it's, um, it, well, first of all, Patreon censors. Um, I was reluctant even to rejoin Patreon to support content creators who I wanted to support monetarily. And I didn't want to use Patreon for myself. Uh, and, you know, no, no shade at any of the people who do use it, because it does make this sort of thing really easy. Um, and I was going to go with it because I wanted to have something that would allow supporters to have a, like a separate RSS feed for premium content. Um, and Patreon, as far as I knew, was the only thing that would do that uh, so that you would get bonus episodes directly to your podcast app rather than having to access it on the web. Um, but come to find out, Substack has this feature and since I really did want to start writing as well, and Patreon doesn't make that super duper easy. I mean, you can write blog posts and things like that um, on Patreon, um, but it's not a great place for like uh, formal written content. It's more just updates, like a social network. So Substack it is. Um, that's the 
that's the that's what we're going with. Um, so if you uh, if you appreciate what I do, if you like the content, if I mean if you've enjoyed this solo episode, uh, which <laughs> uh, I'm not used to just talking into a microphone. In fact, my first episode with Landry Harmon, um, <laughs> I had I had him on just to kind of help me shake off some of the nervousness of talking to nobody um, because I, I wasn't able to do it. I, I had started recording like five or six times and finally I just sent him a message and said, hey, can you can you like interview me? Can you be my first guest, I guess? Uh, just because it's just, it's so uncomfortable for me to talk to a microphone. So as you can see, I'm a little bit, a little bit better at it uh, now. Um, hopefully this, hopefully this uh, episode hasn't been terrible. Um, but I do know that my strengths do lie in interviewing. Um, that's the feedback that I've gotten. Um, and I do appreciate that. All, all the people who have reached out to me on Twitter um, and left comments on the YouTube uh, videos and things like that, uh, it's been great. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're gaining something out of this. Uh, I've always kind of prided myself on not being afraid to ask dumb questions. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm glad that uh, my dumb questions and my, you know, insightful questions as well have gone over so well for you. Um, and I'm really looking forward to providing great content going forward into 2021. Um, I don't think that this year is going to be as great as some people. I'm not quite as optimistic about 2021. I think that we're going to continue seeing government overreach. I think that it's maybe even going to get worse before it gets any better with the COVID stuff. Um, one of my predictions, and I, I, I kind of echo Pete on this, one of my predictions for 2021 is that we're going to be still wearing masks a year from now. Maybe they won't be mandated, but uh, there's gonna be people who, you know, as soon as, as, soon as they start feeling sniffles, um, the masks are going to go back on and a year from now it's going to be right in the middle of flu season again um so you know get ready for that and uh maybe it's better maybe it's better if the masks are worn voluntarily and not mandatorily uh i don't know for sure i think it's a weird i think it's a weird cultural shift to just start donning new articles of clothing especially articles of clothing that sort of hide our hide our facial expressions our emotions um you know, we've got enough anonymity as it is. So uh, that is a little troubling to me. Um, and, you know, hopefully maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, in any case, uh, I am looking forward to building this community. Um, and uh, if if the idea of a Discord community resonates with you, please let me know. Uh, or, you know, if you have any other feedback or questions or comments, um, let me know that too. You can reach me on Twitter. It's at James LJ. Uh, you can reach me on MeWe. Just search for my name, James Gentleman. Um, and again, if you if you sign up for the for the Substack, which again is free to sign up, you just put in your email address and it's there. Uh, and if you just hit reply on any of the emails that you get, it'll come directly to me. Um, but again, I would super appreciate it if you if you are interested in getting additional content, uh, or even just if you're interested in supporting me in my work, then sign up to donate either monthly, annually, or um, even just uh, as a one-time thing. I'd really appreciate it. 
So uh, with that, I guess I'm going to sign off. Thanks again for listening. Happy New Year. And I will see you again later on this week on the next episode of Blackbird. Until then, live free.